Hey, Sister Lisa, it's Deidre. Hey, what's going on, lady? You don't know how to get Yeah, I was off today. I'm sitting here waiting on my son to get out of, um, uh, he had community hours. So he's oh. at a, doing that. Yeah, but I was off. I had a funeral to attend today. Oh, it was today? Okay. Yeah, my best friend's, uh, my daughter's best friend's mother passed away. Okay. okay. Yeah, her name was Deborah, Deborah Hayes. And how did yeah. your auntie's surgery go? Or someone's surgery? She's still in surgery. I, really? I only got a text from her, her daughter, yeah. So it started at noon. Well, she was supposed to be there. Really? I don't know if it started at noon. Yeah. No, nah, it didn't start at noon. She's what time? She's supposed to be there. Yeah, she was supposed to be there at noon. Yeah. So, so normally <clears throat> they start huh? a couple hours after that, and depends on okay. if she got bumped. And she probably got bumped because esophageal surgeries don't take that long. So, oh, they don't. Okay. Yeah, I got really a text at four thirty. Yeah, that she was there. Okay. Yeah, unless there's some kind of major something going on, but I'm sure she would have told you that. Well, well, I don't know because they're kind of private, and I didn't know anything about this until the, yesterday. This is my husband's side of the family. Um, yeah, did she ask so you to they, pray? Um, I did. Uh, for no, no, well, did she ask you to pray for she her? She didn't ask me to pray. No, she didn't ask. Okay. Me. okay. Yeah. So I found out, and I found out because I heard over my husband talking to his cousin, and then I oh, called yeah. from the <laughs> room. Yeah, that's how I found out. I wasn't told. And um, okay. yeah, so so um, but they're private. They this years they they're private because what she has going on, she's been having for since 2013. See, so I didn't even know that they were doing mm-hmm. other procedures. So this is a therapist. This is the final. And um, yeah. So for me to know, I think it's pretty. They're pretty concerned. Well, she is concerned. You know. Mm-hmm, so sure. I don't know. That's just how it is. I don't know. That's how it is with with us. That you know, it's like, yeah. But no, they're very private. <laughs> very private, huh? Oh, so I got you. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but since you did find out, it was a reason for you to pray and ask others to pray. So yeah, exactly. That's how mm-hmm. I look. That's how I look at it. Is a. Yeah. But sometimes it'd be like. Man, if I know sooner, because that's what I'd be getting upset, I'd start the prayer early, you know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, me. That's but I mean, theory. everything in God's timing, right? Every, if that's he right. wanted you to it sooner, he would have got it to you sooner. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Come so, on. So we just get in what we feel in, Lord Jesus. Absolutely. That way you ain't got to worry about getting angry and not being of not being informed. Whatever. Okay, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, I'm Thank in where you. I need to be. This is the time. Thank you. Yes. This is the time. If we trust him, we trust him <laughs> for everything. Yeah. For everything. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know yet, but I'm, I've been, but I was off, so that was a good thing. And so I didn't even know. I just happened to have it off because I already had the funeral this day. So that was right. something that I, God was speaking to. So now I was able to pray all day. You see what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah, I see the little thing. I see every, I see the, mm-hmm. I see all. Come on. So that right? was it. That way you, but so when you do that, sis, and you, you yeah. come back with a comment like, I wish I would have, but you saw how he worked it out. It, yeah. It, it's no point in wishing you would have. He got you where you need to be. He got right me now. where I need to be right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And you saw yeah. that too. So like, 
go ahead and kick that other stuff to the curb. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah, evening. So good. Anybody else join us? <laughs> Yes, hello. You be preaching, um, Miss Lisa. Who's that? Brianna. This is Brianna, by the way. Hey, yes. Brianna. Can I put in a prayer request? I'm at work, so I'm going to have to be on mute a majority of the time. But can I please okay. put in a prayer request? My aunt, um, she works as a nurse practitioner. She just tested positive for COVID, but her daughter mm-hmm. has sickle cell. So she has to Ooh, quarantine okay. her for 10 days, and it's just for them sure. two. Um, so if we could just please keep them lifted in prayer because she, you know, yeah. it gives her a little bit of anxiety because she just got out of the hospital like a week and a half ago from having a crisis. So I just mm. don't want her to, you know, being mm-hmm. a mom and having that type of anxiety, I know it can be more of a stress on her body than the COVID. For can, sure. So. Yeah, definitely. And it contributes to that, right? Our thinking affects our bodies in ways we don't even imagine or realize. Um, so for stress, that adds to decreasing our immune system, right, and our ability to, to yeah. do what it's supposed yeah. to do in times of illness, which is sight. So, yeah, got her. What's her name? And what's her daughter's name, too? Her name is Ebony. My aunt's name is Ebony. Her daughter is Essence. Oh, Ebony Essence. That's cute. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Anybody else on the call? Hey, Tosh. Hello. Hey, Tosh. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh, that was a big I had a crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been one. It was <laughs> and we we just getting ready to sit down, and I'm just getting dinner on, so it's real late. Are you um, really? Oh. Yeah, we about to get down. If you check um, out, I get it, but I know you'll be on mute, so that's cool. I um, have a praise report to share, though. I have a praise report. I went in and had a mammogram last week, Mm -hmm. um, a week, and maybe it was two weeks ago, but they called me and said they needed me to come back in because... Oh, I hate that. Whatever, whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I came back in, Mm -hmm. and um, because apparently they had done a screening, so they came in and had me do a diagnostic with the doctor there to read it and do the ultrasound because they saw something, and it just turned out to be a system. So it was (laughs) Well, praise God for that. Praise Mm -hmm. God. Yes, yes, yes. That's one less thing you got to be fighting, so. (laughs) Yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, ma'am. But, um. Energy yeah. can be diverted to something else. Yeah. Well, praise God. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. I'm good. so much more busy at my job, and and God knows I didn't. I done. I for country. He knows I've I've kind of um bloated for several years. My for my job has not been super challenging or stressful, but yeah, it's changing now. <laughs> Uh-huh. You, and, and, and management role. <laughs> yeah, I can't complain. Like, yeah, I did that for a year and a half. It before they gave you the title and all of that. Yes, right. So I, I didn't mm-hmm. even have to shift until really literally Tuesday. I had to make a decision. I think I told you guys. Maybe I didn't tell you guys. So real quick. Um, so you know I got in that position as a manager, but it was a project safety program manager, right? And as mm-hmm. I was in this manager's role, my boss, right right after I got hired into it, we changed a um, 
kind of a, a um, timekeeping system and our human resources, human human resources, and all that stuff changed. So my title changed from quality um, patient safety program manager to quality um, to manager quality and patient safety, right? So my 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 title was the manager of quality. My role was patient safety program manager, right? Managing programs, not people. So that first year I got in, my boss said, well, I'm going to help you keep your, since it's in your title, you know, I'm going to give you two direct reports. So I've had two direct reports for a couple of years, now, well, a year and a half, going into a couple of years. Um, but my role as patient safety project manager, which is a job all by itself, didn't really change. Now, when she went on leave of absence and she was out for her six weeks for her hip um, replacement or whatever it was, or knee, something like that, whatever, I, I started attending her director meetings and being involved in the manager stuff of quality because, um, you know, I kind of stepped up because she was gone. So I've been involved in getting all the emails that go to the quality director and we didn't have a manager. And then here last week <laughs> I had a meeting because my boss, went to her boss, which is two different places within our system. It's the CEO and the CFO, right, the chief um, um, chief operating officer or chief executive officer and our chief nursing officer. Um, and she said she's drowning. She needs some help. She also went to our quality side, which is executive quality um, that's over her and her boss, right? <laughs> and both sides, listen, she complained and said she's drowning and overwhelmed because she's, you know, having a lot to do and having to be there till six and seven o'clock at night sometimes. Um, and that she needed help, so she wanted to or um to um hire a quality manager. And, and both sides, look at God, said you got one. <laughs> They've seen me in this role. I've been in the manager's role. I've been a part of everything that managers are a part of. But a lot of stuff I really didn't have to do, right? And that, that was just favor of God for like a good year and a half. Um, and so they said, ask her if she wants to step into this quality manager's position as she already has the title, or if she wants to step back and be like a clinical effectiveness three. And, and I said some things you don't have to pray about, but I think that's the wrong thing to say because I've already had it before the Lord. So we've already had conversation about me wanting to advance and do more and learn more because if I ever went to any other place, any other organization or facility within our system, um, I could get hired as a quality manager, but I wouldn't know how to do the role because I've been kind of pigeonholed, or not pigeonholed, I've been doing my job I was hired for, the project safety, again, which is a whole job all by itself, right, or patient safety program manager. So they asked me, I had to have a meeting with my director and our human resources director, and they had this conversation with me, and she asked me if I wanted to step up into that role. So this is really literally a role that I was not qualified for. Right? I didn't have what I would have needed if I had just come off the street and tried to interview or come even from my own position. Um, I didn't have to re-interview. I didn't have to do nothing. Nothing changed with my salary, but I have more responsibility now. So I don't feel guilty saying that I'm a manager of quality, right, opposed to just a project manager, which is not bad. This is what I was doing, you know, and still doing. But now I do that job in addition to this whole learning this quality system, which I'm excited about because I want to learn. I love to learn. So it's a good thing, right? And I'm just amazed at how I used to always think, and I would hear it, and I would know it's true that God will give you positions you're not even qualified for, right? And he just really had me sitting in this role. So even if my boss didn't want me in it, 
because of legalities and the way that they had me and they changed my position and didn't get my whatever it was, it was just easy. And 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 then I think, you know, your your history kind of speaks for yourself. So I thank God that sometimes when I wanted to say something I didn't about some stuff that really didn't matter. I thank God that I've showed up. I thank God my light has been shining because on both sides higher than her, they were like, What's the problem? You've got somebody, let her do the role. So I'm just grateful to God um, just for that opportunity because it could have went sideways. It could have went bad, even through her, if she really wanted to get somebody else, which I think she might have, you know, but she would not dare say that. But God, <laughs> this other lady in my um, in our group, and she kind of primes her like she's her daughter. Um, and so people see that and it's a little bit of favoritism and everything. And she has certifications that she just completed. So, um, but God just has a way of doing things that if we tried to do it, <laughs> we couldn't do it no better than what he does. So that's my praise report on that. Thanks for asking the question. <laughs> I thought I should. And I hope it was clear. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. Who's that? It's me. It's me. It's me. It's oh, me. go, Glue. What's going on, Glue? No. No. Yes. Telling my little story. So, Ty, mm -hmm. did you hear it? Did, you say, did you I hear my name? Yeah, did you hear, <laughs> did you hear my story? Did you understand it? Was it clear? <laughs> I did. It was. Okay. Yep. Very much yeah. so. Mm -hmm. Very much. I'll ask story. Yeah, to it. But again, excited to do it and have been doing a little bit of it. But now I get, you know, legitimately, I feel okay saying, you know, my role um, and announcing myself in meetings and doing all this other stuff. And it's funny because I've had the title for a while. Um, but one, one, one point of clarification. So does mm -hmm. that mean that the other position that you were doing, you get to no. leave those responsibilities, so they're adding no, on top of not at all. Okay. So right. will but you here's the thing. get another will you get another report? Increase? No, oh, no, no. Will you get another person oh. to help you? <laughs> so we're all because basically you're gonna be you taking Right. So so but you know what? The thing is I've kind of been doing it. The only other mm -hmm. thing is probably more meetings. Um but I've already done, I'm going to quite a bit of meetings, right? And the other thing is learning more of the quality lingo, the dashboards, the scorecards, the stuff from outside our system to to meet, you know, um, certain, because everything's about performance, right? And so everything's mm -hmm. about scores and about numbers and about charts and mm -hmm. about, you know, our mm -hmm. PI projects and quality stuff, quality, all that stuff. So I've been dibbling, dabbling, because when she left, I got access to all of her email so I've been able to be involved in a lot of the meetings even even though I'm not a director I've been attending a lot of her stuff right and so I've had my ear thank God you know in and he's been mm -hmm. slowly you know giving me access to those things and thank God I didn't just tune out but was learning as I'm growing so long story short we have um don't have another position yet so no I don't get another one but she says that's the intent to hire someone else so that someone else can do that whole job because again it is a whole job by itself and then i could focus oh, okay. on being quality manager yeah 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 um, okay, okay. 
And I was like, okay, because if I ever wanted to leave, one of my concerns, if I ever wanted to leave, I'd hate to go somewhere and they hire me because they see I'm a manager of quality and I don't know how to do the job. That would be horrible. <laughs> right? And I could probably interview well and speak well, but if I had no no experience hands-on with some of the things that I will have to do now, um, it would be real hard. So I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity, and I'm grateful how God set it up like that. <laughs> Anybody else during the call want to say, hey, I took a whole 15 minutes. (laughs) Okay, I say 10. Anybody else there? All right. It's five of us. um, Deidre talking uh, earlier, did I hear? Deidre, was was she sharing about somebody going through IVF by chance? Or was that something else? Oh, okay. 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 No, she was talking about her... um, uh, she could tell you needing. Um, she had esophageal surgery, and the one she put in the oh, 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 that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then um, she was talking about somebody else. Um, her um, daughter's best friend's mother passed away, so she went to that funeral today. Mm-hmm. And then okay. Rihanna was talking about her aunt in COVID, and she's a um, nurse practitioner, but her her daughter, her aunt's daughter, has sickle cell. And so okay, gotcha. she's, you know, having to isolate and concerned about her daughter because she recently had a crisis. So if nobody else, we can go ahead and open up in prayer. Any other prayer requests? Anything, Well, I was saying hi. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, yes, please pray for my daughter. She's uh, having some stress stuff from work, and then she um, tore ligaments in her knee. Yesterday, so she's on crutches now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, both of them? No, this one of them. Her left knee. Yeah, she tore ligaments in her left knee. Mm-hmm. But she's been having some some body uh, issues with her body, but it, it's stress related mm-hmm. from work because they did all kind of scans and stuff and haven't found anything. So. Right. Yeah, we just don't know sometimes how bad that really is. I was talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. And who was that, Shell? Was that you, Shell? It was Demetriana. Oh, hey, girl. Hey, hey girl. Hey. I got so many prayer requests, but I'm just going to say pray. <laughs> pray for my friend, Sonia. Her 37-year-old daughter passed away, Amanda. Um, so I had what? Amanda passed away. Yeah, she'd been battling cancer. She passed away. Um, mm-hmm. Today's what, Thursday? Tuesday. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. one of my good friends, Karen Brown, um, passed away. So it's been like five deaths since Friday, Sunday. So I know to mm-hmm. pray for the Brown family and for um, the Smith family. Um, and then... Um, Michelle in Oregon, her dad passed away. And I'm not trying to be Debbie down. I just want you guys to know how real this is. Bubbly, mm-hmm. pray for because I'm not getting any um, anything good back at all. Her daughter just said it's not looking good. She is in the hospital in Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. And one more. It was one more I can't think because in my mind it's just all fogged up. But, yeah, to God be the glory because we're still, we're still um, standing. 
We're yeah. still surrendering. And I, I have when I tell you I have grown <laughs> grown and I'm grateful for the growth. And Lisa it was so good just not to see you guys because where we were, but it was just good to right. hold up beyond arms and um we had real worship. So again, I know I thank the ushers and the greeters and everybody who just really showed up because it does make a difference because I think exactly. it's part of the healing that's mm-hmm. this long. You know, I don't do services at all anymore, but I, you know, you know yeah, but it was good true. to see you yeah. and everybody that showed for um for her. So keep us all prayer. prayer. And there's one other, oh, I'm sorry, I know who it was. <laughs> Auntie, who uh, introduced my mom to my dad, her sister died. So it's been like five. It's like, mm. yeah. And for anybody that um, was on the call the other morning when I guess Sister Sabrina was upset with me, I apologize to her. And I'm just letting y'all know I'm learning to apologize when someone's offended without saying, if I offended you, because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. don't go in an apology. Even when you don't know what you've done. <laughs> what did you do? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I guess whatever I said, I guess she thought I was attacking her because I don't even know what she said. I just answered the the declare and she kind of flashed toward the end. But I, you know, thank God for for being so deep. That's all I can say. (laughs) Yes, right. And and truthfully, it's, it's easier to not be offended when you recognize that the anger is not directed at you really right? You know what I mean? And we might trigger, but we know our heart and our intention, and your intention was not to um, do whatever caused her to be triggered or flash or whatever, and has everything to do with what she's thinking, right? So that can help us to the extent of not to be offended or take it personally and apologize and mean it, right? Because it was not your intent to do that. And I think if we understood from that vantage point that that's part of that dying. That's part of that growing, but it's also part of that dying to flesh. Like, I don't feel that because that wasn't my heart intention. And and people say God knows my heart. But in those manners, those matters, he really truly does know our heart. He knows the he knows the intent of our heart. Truthful is our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked, right? Who can know it? But in those moments when we know we we weren't being funny or we weren't popping off or we weren't being sly or throwing shade or whatever we call it, we know we weren't doing that. It makes it so easy to say, listen, I love you. I was, I did not try, didn't attempt to do that. Please forgive me, right? Because people are where they are. We've heard people talk and we can hear them talking about, you know, what they're talking about and even how they're saying it. And we can get an indication of, you know, a level, if you will, if you're listening, a level of where they are, you know, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And it might not be the sum total, but if you've been doing this thing for a while, which is listening to people, and we have been doing that for a while on this call, Declare Victory, right? We can hear some stuff. So no different than, you know, Dion speaking to Cindy, I think it was this morning. And the first thing I was thinking about was, man, there's some place in you that's so broken. But then we got people that, you know, because of our professions, because of what we do in life, because of what we experience, I know for sure that um, holding on to bitterness and being mad every time you, and listen, from experience, every time you come around somebody and you're mad or when you get up in the morning, that's a spirit. That is a spirit. And oftentimes what we have to do is be cognizant of what it is 
and where we go. And if some of y'all are on the call and it happens to you and you start to change, your attitude changes, your temperament changes when you get in a certain environment, recognize that and pay attention to that and deal with that, right? Because it really starts to just chip away at our bodies to the extent if you're constantly facing it, that little bitty uh, mohill becomes a big old giant mountain. That's where that Second Corinthians 10 um, and 5 comes in, where we have to cast down imaginations and high thoughts and everything that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought captive under the obedience of Christ. What's that? Make it line up with the word. And if it don't line up with the word, then it don't line up. So we put that thought in jail, in prison. And this is something that, okay, it might sound easy to do. It's not just quoting scripture. It's literally, this is our life. This is, he made us, or he gives us the instructions on how to function in this body, no different than us reading a manual from a car. He knows exactly how to deal with these things in life that we have to deal with, and he's given us scriptures. He's given us scripture. So, no, can I say? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that it really did teach me a couple of lessons, and I hope this blesses someone else because, you know, when you're already in your fit, I mean, you got so much other stuff going on. So I really, all I heard her say was my name. So my reaction normally is like, wait, what? But listen, <laughs> I was home. I couldn't get to my phone. I, I'm, y'all I'm being real. Y'all my sister. I couldn't get to my phone. Right. And mm-hmm. God said, no, 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 no. This mm-hmm. was a teachable moment because this is something, and just like you just said it, some people only hear what they don't hear what's being said. And like you said, when we're dealing with stuff, just like right now mm-hmm. with so much grief, I got to be careful with what I hear, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like my ears Absolutely. have to be, I have to be intentional of what I hear because even now I was talking to my brother earlier um, because he's calling me now because, you know, all, it's so many deaths and I'm getting inbox and I'm getting, I'm not that person. Like don't call me for details sure you're okay. I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, he's checking on me, but other people, you know, for whatever reason, don't the the details bother me because I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning mm-hmm. how to not respond to a lot of stuff, and that's what I think I've been doing um, probably for the last four or five years because I've had so many deaths. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says something, I I used to be that quick to you know, but I can't do that because that's that's more damaging. So it I'm is. really practicing being slow to speak because you can really mm-hmm. do damage with your mouth. So like I said, uh-huh. I could have chose to be offended because it was when I, I even told her. We had a conversation. I'm just I'm just saying I'm glad I mm-hmm. called her because yeah. I didn't ever want anybody to call on because it's happened before, you know, on different calls. People get offended mm-hmm. against their feelings hurt, don't call. That's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So that's why I called her. You know yeah. what I mean? And I have to be careful that. even when you apologize. You can't say, Well, if I no, 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 because I did. You were offended. <laughs> so let me apologize mm-hmm. for that. And I think mm-hmm. we need to be mindful of people because it is a it's a call and people are listening and she's not the only one other people have said because some of us that are more not that are more uh, mature mm-hmm. we we people get hurt their feelings get hurt and so mm-hmm. they'll leave but we can't we're not in control of all of that either that makes sense True. right so there goes back to the point of and, and even with quoting scripture or so sometimes i don't quote the scripture but i quote the principle behind it because it doesn't change right So even in that, I had to learn and still learning how to watch my tone, watch what I say. But what I say most of the time is not something I'm thinking thinking about saying, right? So I I know um, 
exactly what you're talking about as far as saying something and then talking to somebody and then them receiving it the wrong way. And I agree. We can't be responsible for how they receive what's said, especially when we're when our motives aren't right. But being mindful and when Holy Spirit tell us not to say nothing or just shut it down, and he's doing that so much more to me now lately because I, I, I look and the thought of me in my head and I'll be like, don't say it. And it's not me because normally that's what I would want to do is say it. And it's not so much that it would be rude, but sometimes the right word at the wrong time is not a good word, right? So knowing the timing of God too. But knowing also as well that anybody's life that's not lining up with the truth of the word and we show up to get the truth, not to be sugar-coated, but to speak the truth in love, anybody's life, including mine, right, even when I go to church, if my life is not lining up with the truth being preached, that's why it's important to hear the truth, then we will get offended. We might get a little mad because it might hurt. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey y'all. <laughs> if I can just send me up in here. Um I, it's just bizarre. Like it's been, I, mean, I think I'm going on seven years with Declare Victory and um, I've, I've told Didi this, but I, she doesn't know. Well, I, I've show, shared this, but I've never felt so like I love this woman. <laughs> and I haven't seen you either. I was telling Pastor Dion today, like there's certain things like, and I keep hearing that for some reason, Holy Spirit's reminding me of that song, Open the Eyes of My Heart. <clears throat> and he does, he has over time, like, I remember when I first heard Dee Dee, and we went to high school for, I was at Danza for a year. I never knew Dee Dee, but I don't know what it was. I didn't know she didn't like me, and then maybe I was having an attitude, but I, I can't tell you how much I love her. Like, I want to hang, like, I'd be wanting to call you, girl, but I know you're going through your stuff. And um, I just love how Holy Spirit opens the eyes of our hearts, because it could be totally off with the offense. I've been there. You guys know Lisa. <laughs> I just want to thank you, um, all of you guys, for for this walk that we're walking out together and sharing. Like, I, I, just, I don't know. Like, when I first, I'm just completely, like, from when I joined day one, I just keep thinking, and I hear, every time I hear you talking, Didi, I'm like, oh, Didi on the call. It's weird, because, again, <laughs> I, I got to get out. Y'all, I got to get out of the house. We got to hang out, because I'm like, I, but I've always formed more, like, even what I do for a living is, like, on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I just love you, Didi. I just love you, and I haven't seen you, <laughs> but I just do. I love you. I love you, Lisa, and um, I don't. Pam, yeah, I love you oh, too, but I know um, you only knew my brother. That's why you didn't know me. I can't call me. <laughs> right. But then when you were on the call, when I heard you talking, I was like, okay, she don't like me. And then you know how the Richmond go. Like, honestly, I'm being honest. Like, the Richmond would go, hmm. It was like stupid. And then the right. Holy Spirit just shows me things. Even with, I love Pastor Dion. But I think I when I hear strong voices, there is something mm-hmm. in me. But like, I right. just, he's my boo boo now. Like, because of, where God has taken, I don't know, with her experience and everything, I don't know what happens, but I just love how he changes and shows me, he's opening the eyes of my heart. So anyway, Mm -hmm. I don't want to ramble, but, and I was feeling, (laughs) when Dee Dee had those prayer requests, I just thank you guys so much for praying for me, because I don't think I've ever been that sick in my life, Mm -hmm. still, and I was alone, and it was hard, 
So I'm just so thankful, and um, I just want to give a praise report. And I just love you, ladies. Like, this we walk is long. Pictures. We doing it, though. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I want to pull, pull out a point just from that, and we'll go ahead and pray and open in the book unless somebody else has something they want to share. Even in the midst of, you know, you feeling some kind of way or us feeling some kind of way, I believe that that's what God ends up showing us what was in us, right? And even you mentioned it, just calling it out, like with a strong voice. It could be anything. It could be somebody always talking, and so here they go again, right? In our heads, we're saying this. Or we're hanging up because somebody else is doing whatever, whatever it might be. Or we might have a hard conversation with somebody because of not agreeing, right? So miscommunication, misagreement, misagreements, we'll make the new word, not agreeing with one another, right? So there could be tension. So that's why I talked about it's so important to have those crucial conversations, even though um, they may not end well, but still attempting to do so, right? But it's not only for, like you said, you, Pam, it's also for the person who is in sometimes leadership to learn how to humble ourselves, to learn how to be silent and not always defend. That was my thing. So there's some glowing on the other side of the other person who's learning how to walk through this thing um, and do it in a way that's pleasing before God. And it's really walking in love, right? It's really walking in the spirit. So it's not just you, Pam, learning and growing. It's it's an exercise and a trying of the faith and the temperance and the fruit of the spirit on the other person that's receiving that, right? Because it'd be easy to be like, forget it. I'm done with this. I don't have to deal with that, right? Anybody paying me for this? That's a bad attitude, right? But but it could have been. It could. It sometimes is. So even in that, we have to be tempered. So I think it's a learning experience for us all in whatever role we play, wherever we show up, and then it makes us better for the people we encounter as we're learning and growing together. So, yeah, this is this is a walk that, that's meant to be walked out together. And the thing is, after we walk it out together, we got to stand before him alone to see how we entreated those people he put in our lives for us to walk this thing out with. Thank you, Pam, for sharing that. Anybody else want to share anything? We're going to pray and do a little bit of reading. Anybody, anybody? Anybody else join us want to say hey? Good evening. It's you. Hey, Jubilant. How y'all doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Glad you to hear you. Sound. <laughs> huh? yeah. I said you sound good. I saw you at the church. I didn't get to uh, hug no, your I neck. Say hello to you. Kind of, I couldn't really say hello to anybody, really, because, you know, <laughs> Whereas I had to go back to help serve, so oh, I was, did you? Okay. Yeah, say anything to anybody. But okay. um, I saw yeah, I saw Didi though. I saw Didi. I didn't get a chance to say hello to Dion. Oh, anyway. yeah. yeah, no, she she wasn't like interacting with a lot of people kind of in and out. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw your husband too. <laughs> I yeah. was wondering where you at now. Yeah, he got a chance to, you know, he got, he saw, he said he saw you, and, um, oh, wait, I got to take this, I'm sorry, I'm on the line. Oh, okay. okay, okay, cool, cool. Where is church lady? What's she doing this here evening? I'm about to call her and see what's going on. Lisa? Yeah. Lisa, I will say, I, when I got back today um, from the funeral, I did reflect that I had attended seven funerals in the past seven months. 
Really? Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, for me. So I was just sitting, you know, with that, with, with, you know, with the Lord, just like, you know, what, what is, what is it? You know, what is it? You know, maybe I'm getting older. You know, that's part of it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a lot. You know, that is, it is, it is a lot. You know, um, definitely. It is. Uh, you know, so I was, I, I'm just, um, just thankful. Um, to, you know, I don't know, just to be here and just continue to ask God. You know, what is my purpose in the earth? Um, I want to be a part of his will and mm-hmm. um, and to just continue to share light and love because people are leaving and, and you know, just all of a sudden, you know, so um, just that's what I got is just to remain there and then mm-hmm. we can be a blessing to people through a smile, through whatever, through giving, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and we don't know where other people are. That's that's. That's the point in grieving, yes, and in grieving and the times that we're living in, just because this COVID thing still is huge in our land, you know, not not the sickness, but the mental part of it, the not coming together, because we're losing people and we haven't been together like we were, and that's what saddens me. Like the people I should have seen, like, a million times, I feel, you know, in the past four years, but I may have only seen them mm-hmm. a handful of times because of COVID. And that makes mm-hmm. me upset, you know? <laughs> so, um, so the state of mind, and I have to check my mind, you know, check myself mm-hmm. and my emotions and where I am as well as I go out and, you know, just to find the joy of the Lord, you know, just to stay uplifted within my own self being. Um, right. Just so, just because someone else may be going through, you know, and because I have the awareness of that and have Holy Spirit in me and walk with that and under, and have him help him to guide me and lift me up because that next person I'm talking to may not have that. And I mm-hmm. don't want to clash with my sadness and their sadness or their weakness and my mm-hmm. weakness, you understand what I'm saying? And to, mm-hmm. to, to, to go heavy down, but just to stay uplifted. Um, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, that's good, being helpless to one another and uplifting one another. So as you were speaking, I heard this, right? And, Judy, I want to say this to you. Um, I thank God for your growth in the area of um, grieving and loss, and and God knows you've had a lot, right? Um, But I also want to commend you um, for you being true to you, right? because we are made differently. And so we get to see different reactions to the same situation. Um, And we all go through this situation called death and experience it from, you know, people we really love Um, and some a little bit more than others. But even in that, we get to see the growth of where you used to be um, and where you are now and where you used to be just where is where you used to be. It's not, a bad thing is just how you used to process it. And now that you've been um, equipped and strengthened and gone from faith to faith and still going from faith to faith and growing in his grace um, and, and the knowledge of who he is, it's changing you, but for the good. It's not taking away your soft heart and your compassion and the fact that this stuff hits you hard because you love hard, but it's still a different way that you go through now, right? And it's not that it doesn't affect you. And I know um, now I think 
from what I hear you say as well, you catch yourself instead of giving into it completely, right? And sometimes we do, and sometimes we have to. But we know that there's still hope. We know that for me is where the word comes in. That for me is where community and family comes in. That for me is where real love comes in. That for me is where the relationship that I have with God comes in, right? All of that for me is the word for sure. The relationship with God, the close connections I have with others, those that I know that love me in spite of, right? May not like me sometimes, but love me, right? So thank you for for walking that thing out and not quitting and not even being, because um, some people try to shame people for the way they do whatever they do, right? Good or bad, because it's not them, because we always have a judgment on something. But I just want to say to you, thank you for walking it out and showing us, you know, how God can make a difference in somebody's life when we allow and yield to him and let him. So it's a beautiful thing. So I just want to share that with you. All right. I said, hey, I'm sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. I know y'all trying to pray and move on with the call. I know. Let me just make y'all laugh. I'm sorry. This is going to make y'all laugh. So y'all know I'm at the pre the preschool. So this morning, there's two aces, my grandson and another ace, believe it or not. We got several kids with the same name. So I'm cleaning the, the room this morning. I'm like, what? Who didn't wrote on this wall? When I tell you he got the alphabets and some numbers, but then he wrote his name. And so <laughs> when he got to school this morning, I said, I told his mother, I, sh- I took a video and I showed his mother, I said, I'm going to do old school because he's cleaning this wall. You know, I got the magic eraser and he turning mm-hmm. all red and his mother's like, yeah. So I took a video of him cleaning it and he's he's scrubbing and he, my knees hurt, Miss Coco, I don't care. Clean, that, clean the letters off. And then I said, let me tell you something mm. else. The next time you want to write on a wall, don't write your name. Because I wouldn't have known if you hadn't wrote your little name. So there, yourself. Sign there, your was one, there was one letter left on the wall and he wasn't scrubbing. I said, Ace, what are you doing? He said, I didn't write it. She did. And he told he told, him, he told him the other girl. It was just funny. So that's what I'm saying. In in, in the midst of everything, God always gives mm-hmm. me a, a laugh. I just mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I love being with those babies. But he was scrubbing. When he showed his tail, I said, listen, snitches get stitches. You <laughs> he was like, I ain't write that one. Listen, I'm scrubbing enough. And he wrote his signature on his graffiti. Wow. <laughs> he was like, I did this. Thank you for sharing. Is that Can I say a, one last that, thing? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, just I, I just wanted to thank you guys for expressing yourself and just reminding us that, to hear. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. we're speaking what we need. Um, mm-hmm. You know how I was saying even with Didi, girl, I want to go hang out. Do I call and ask you to do? No, because I'm thankful because you've expressed, you know, your walk. And. You can't do it, all that stuff, you know. So we really got to hear each other. I think it's sensitive to me because I don't feel like I'm being, not with you guys, but with mm-hmm. people who are really, really close to me. I be telling you what I want, and they go on and do whatever they want to do. <laughs> and it's like I'm saying it. And so we really mm-hmm. have to hear what people are saying that it helps them. It's different mm-hmm. for each person. Yeah. So I just thank you guys 
if Didi, you know, I, that's why I know, okay, stay back. Don't, you know, cause you'll say what you need if we just, and I don't, I, I can't hear everything. I just pray God that continues to open my eyes and ears to know what each of you guys need, how I can support you. And you know how you do that, Pam? And, and God uses this is the spending time with people and developing a relationship, right? We we spend a lot of time together, a couple of hours almost every single Thursday night, right? And then every morning, if you get on the call, so that's that's some, that's that's it breathes a sense of being familiar because if you are listening, you can hear what's going on. And every now and then, like you said, we'll tell you without so many words, we'll tell you, and sometimes we'll just be right to the point and tell you, period. <laughs> Right. That's me. I'm telling them, like, why are you still asking me? I've known you all these years. Okay. <laughs> so what I want I'm you guys to up do, <laughs> I want you guys to do this too, speaking of telling. Would you please let us know when you're having a birthday? Because Miss Gloria had a birthday on the 18th of February, and I have not been on Facebook, so I missed it completely, right? We want to celebrate each other when we have those birthdays or if the anniversary is important to you. <laughs> We want to celebrate those things, or just a day, a day of you know something that you just remember, and it's a sad day, and you decide to jump on. We want to know about that kind of stuff too, right? That helps to build our relationship. As the more I know about you, the more I know you're more like me than I realize, right? The more I know about you, the more I know about what to pray for when I'm praying for you. The more I know about you, the more I tend to care about you. Because if I know what's going on in your life, you know what's going on in my life. Um, I can have a little more, not that I need to, but I can still have a little more sympathy, empathy, grace. And not just sympathy, but empathy of putting myself in your place and saying, dang, how would I deal with this? Man. Yeah. So I'm going to open up in prayer. Father, we just thank you for an opportunity for a conversation even before reading the book. I believe it was necessary. I thank you for showing us so many different walks of lives of people, so many different ways of doing things, Father. And truthfully, nobody's way really is the, the exact way because we're all different. We're unique and we're individuals. And the only thing that's constant, really truth in our life is your word. Thank you for never changing on us. Thank you for always showing us and leading us and guiding us into all truth. Thank you for you being our plumb line, our way back to center when we get a little off. Thank you for you being the balance that we need in our lives. Thank you for you opening our eyes of understanding so that when we come through a thing, we can look back and say, if it had not been for you, we wouldn't have made it. So thank you, God. We don't have to wait now. While we're in the midst of everything, anything, God, we can look to you. And the word says we look to the hills from which cometh our help, for our help cometh from above. Thank you that you are the creator and the sustainer, not just the creator, but the sustainer of all things, even our life, even our breath. And, Father, you have the ability to say, yes, come on home, or yes, go where you're going. And you know that our days are numbered. So we pray for those that are on the prayer list. We thank you for Deidre's auntie, I believe it is an aunt, that, that had esophageal surgery this morning and or this afternoon or whatever time it was, but 
possibly still there. We pray that there's no complications. We pray that she just got bumped and it just got late in the day. We pray that the doctor is still at his best, even though he may have been operating for a long time. And we thank you for her healing and recovery and that it would be well and that DJ will get a a, a, a good praise report on that. So thank you. We pray also for the funeral that she went to today and mentioning seven funerals in seven months. Um, as we look at those things, Father, it can make anybody depressed, but we thank you for life. And what we realize is that life is precious and life is short and that we only have a period of time that we're here. And so let us make the best of it. Let us not be angry or offended or jealous or bitter or full of angst or whatever it might be, because truth is, life happens to everybody. So God, I'm so grateful that we have you and that we have one another. We thank you for um, Shay, God, that you would bless her and heal her body and let that knee, the ligaments and the joints, that they would function and work. You can repair it. You can. So we ask you to, and Father, we ask that you would um, touch her heart for whatever's going on in the job and all those things that are causing her stress or it's affecting her body as well. We come against anything coming against her that's there illegally and anything that may be there that she might have opened the door. Father, we close it in the name of Jesus on her behalf and we cover her in the blood of Jesus. We thank you. Thank you for a praying mother. Thank you for praying, friends and aunties. Thank you for praying, people, God. We thank you for the saints because we lift them up, and they always lift us up without even knowing us by name, and we do the same for them, Father. People are all over the world praying even now. You said the fervent effectual prayers of the righteous avail as much, and we can claim that we are righteous because of the blood of Jesus. Thank you. Not our own acts, God. Thank you that we would disqualify ourselves quickly. But because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, we just bless you. God, I thank you for Tasha's praise report for that mammogram being negative, Father. Thank you that you don't have to deal and fight with that. But we lift up bubbly. We've been fighting for a long time, and she's in the hospital. So we send forth your word to her right now by your spirit that she's healed in the name of Jesus. However you see fit, Father, take the pain away. Give her a peace that surpasses all understanding and joy that's unspeakable. Thank you, Father, for her praise has been that she trusts you no matter what. God, I pray for her mind even right now that it stayed on you. God, we thank you for every single person you send in her room, that their countenance and that their appearance will represent you and that she would see you even the more and that she would have hope. Hope in a future, whether it's here with you, wherever it is, God, that she would have hope in you. Thank you. There's nothing too hard for you. You've raised up sick people before. You've raised people from the dead. You can do anything. Nothing is impossible. Yeah, I get it. I understand the enemy's mad and he don't want to speak the truth. But all things are possible to them that believe. So, God, we believe your word to be true. And we thank you, Father, for your word being true in our lives and it manifesting and showing up exactly when it needs to. For you are an on-time God. That's not just a song. You are there when we need you. You said you would never leave us nor forsake us. And you already know the path that we have to take in this life. So we yield, Father, and we surrender as we've been hearing every day this week, every day for the weeks in this, this month of February about surrender. So, God, I lift up... Um, the Brown family and the Smith family, 
and any other family, God, that's going through. God, you are a God of all comfort. I pray um, for the hearts of people that have to stay here and mourn and grieve the loss of their loved ones. Um, but truly, if they knew you, Father, it's not a loss. It really is a gain. So we thank you for them not suffering anymore. We thank you for them not struggling anymore. We thank you for the problem that we have to face, they won't have to deal with anymore. We thank you that even cancer is not greater than you. Death is not greater than you. You conquered death, and so we bless you for that. But truly, we're going to see them again. How we know them, I don't know. doesn't matter, but death is not the final destination for us. Thank you, God. I bless you for every other prayer request. I thank you for... Ebony and essence, God, for Ebony, that you would keep her strong, heal her body from COVID. Does not have to be a disease um, or sickness unto death. We thank you for essence and that you would cause her red blood cells to be regulated and function right, that you would keep her out of crisis, that she wouldn't be stressed over her mom and worried about her mom and mom wouldn't be worried about her daughter, that you would give them a peace, God, that surpasses all understanding beyond their even imagination. Thank you. And we thank you for them both being healed in the name of Jesus. For anybody else, for Tosh, I think we got the praise report um, for Prosperous and her mom and Acorn and her job situation. And thank you for healing her body, God. And thank you for Pam's heart. Because she truly has a heart that loves people. And she doesn't mind asking her questions. And we thank you for that. We thank you if you knitted us together as a family. Um, and it helps us to be better, better family members and in relationship when we are apart from one another. So I pray for each and every one that normally calls in. Thank you for Jubilant. Thank you for her husband. Thank you for their marriage. Thank you for their ministry of marriage, God. I pray for them a church home where they could be established and settled and continue the work they're doing. Thank you that a church wall or doors didn't stop them from doing what you called them to do. So we bless you for that. But I know they want to be settled. (laughs) So we thank you for it being done already. Any other prayer requests that I did not lift up before you, God, I thank you for um, calling out Gloria's Gloria and for her situation, God, that you already know you've gone before us to prepare the way. Thank you for Brianna and her heart, God. Thank you for the youth that she has, which is encouraging us. It encourages me, Father. I pray for our youth, for all of them. I lift up my nephew Noah and Armani and all the girls, Father, and those two young men, Father, that they would do great, even greater things for your kingdom. All of them would recognize They've been called out, born into the family of God. (laughs) Thank you for their ministries. We bless you. God, for every single other prayer request that has not been spoken, but you already know about it, we line ourselves up in agreement with the truth of your word that it is so. And so we wait earnestly for the expectation that we have, the hope that we have, that you If you spoke it, you'll do it. If you said it, you'll bring it to pass. If you made a promise, you are a promise keeper. And for that, we bless you. We thank you. And God, we love you. Thank you for loving us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And thank you, God. All right. We have the bait of Satan, living free from the deadly trap of offense by Pastor John Bevere. 
Does anybody have their book and they'd like to read? We are in Chapter 9, Rock of Offense. The Rock of Offense. Okay, it's already 7 o'clock almost. Um, we're not going to do too much reading. We'll do it on the list. I'm It's Gloria. I had to take. I had my CPAP machine on. I'm oh, you want to read? Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to read the, the page just in front of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. did not compromise truth in order to keep people from being offended. Uh oh. <laughs> That's what we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Your book, Debate of Satan, really opened my eyes. My husband and I work in the ministry, and I was under the impression that I was all right with the Lord. The bait of Satan showed me that the 15 year grudge that I had been holding against my aunt would have cost me everything. We always taught as Christian, we're always taught as Christians to forgive, but I never took it to heart until your message made me face that particular hurt in my past. And that was from R.M. Tennessee. Chapter 9, The Rock of Offense. Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also they also were appointed. First Peter chapter two, verses six through eight. So can I stop you right there? So that is exactly what I was saying about if our lives are not lining up with the truth of the word, meaning we're disobedient, right? We are offended. There's your scripture right there. Yeah. In case you didn't believe me. <laughs> There's your scripture right there. Right. And then going back to that part where RM Tennessee must be RM from Tennessee, um, talking about Jesus did not compromise truth in order to keep people from being offended. So when we're speaking the truth in love, it is going to hurt sometimes. And so we're not responsible for them being offended as long as our motives are true and right. And we're speaking because we've been led by Holy Spirit to speak, not just because we got something to say. I mean, sometimes it's okay, too. But really, to the extent of when somebody gets offended, oftentimes we don't even think about that might be the work of Holy Spirit convicting them, hugging at them, giving them an opportunity to do that mirror ministry. But we do the easy thing, which is get mad. And then sometimes we come to ourselves, (laughs) right, when it's a little bit later. And we have time to really think about it. And Holy Spirit is really dealing with us. And we're not being condemned by that devil. And we're letting the conviction of Holy Spirit really do that work. We come to ourselves and we start seeing the truth in that thing. And most of the time, there's some truth in it. It may not be all truth, but we can always find some truth sometimes in a criticism or a trigger or whatever it is. 
a place that God wants to reveal to us so he can heal it and we can release it. Go ahead, sis. Unless you have something to say. Okay. Uh, Today, the meaning of the word believe has been weakened. In the eyes of most, it has become a mere acknowledgement of a certain fact. To many, it has nothing to do with obedience. But in the passage above, the words believe and disobedience are represented as opposites. The scriptures exhort that whoever believes in him, Jesus Christ, should not perish but have eternal life, John 3.16. As a result of the way we view the word believe, many think that all they are required to do is believe that Jesus exited and died, uh, Jesus existed and died on Calvary, and they are in good standing with God. If this were the only requirement, the demons would be in good standing with The scriptures also say, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even mm-hmm. the demons believe and tremble. John chapter 2, verse 19, emphasis added. Yet there is no salvation for them. Mm-hmm. The word believe has more meaning in the scriptures than acknowledging existence of or just mentally assenting to a fact. Remaining true to the context of the verse above, we can say that the main element of believing is obedience. Mm-hmm. We, we could read it in this way. Therefore, to you who obey, he is precious, but to those, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. It is not difficult to obey when you know the character and love of the one <laughs> you are submitting. Love is the bottom line in our relationship with the Lord, not love of principles or teachings, but love for the person of Jesus Christ. If that love is not firmly in place, we are susceptible to offense and stumbling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love how he's just confirming what we talked about, right? Absolutely. Motive Motive is love. It's got to be love, and love wants to share. Love wants to see people grow. And love doesn't keep record of wrong. It's not puffed up or boastful, right? So we're not doing none of that. The intent really is to help people grow in the way that, you know, we know has worked for us. And it may or may not work for them, but it's a part of sharing. Because when we get prompted to share, somebody is going to land on somebody's lap, going to land on somebody's heart, somebody's frequency is going to pick it up, right? So it may not be for everybody. But best believe that people are being blessed. And sometimes we may never hear, you know, all the time we hear, oh, that declaration blessed me, all that. And every now and then we'll hear a connection of something that was just for that one person. But sometimes we don't hear that, but we know, and this is what we have to know, that his word is not returning to him void, that 
he's watching over his word to perform it. So as we speak it and put it out in the atmosphere, we should expect, and we don't have to see it, we should expect for it to accomplish what he sent for it to do. Part of that faith and then being obedient when he tells us to do it, then we do it believing because he told us to do it and what the word says, we believe it to be true. I want to say real quick, um, the word believe has more meaning in the scripture than acknowledging existence of or just mentally assenting to a fact. That is absolutely true with every time somebody says you can't just quote a scripture. That's the truth because without faith, work, your works are dead. Without, work, yeah, without faith, your works are dead, right? So the truth is we got to believe what we're saying. Don't stop saying it because faith comes by hearing, so it increases our faith. But we've got to more than just quote it, but we got to really believe it to the extent of it not just being words we're speaking, right, and mentally assenting to it to the extent of I'm, I, I've heard it before and, and this is what he said and his word is true. No, but really, really kind of what they use this word, appropriating, taking on the word, because it's a lie that's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It is really Jesus that was made flesh. He is the word of God. So think how powerful that is. We're using him, his word, that he was the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God, right? That same word we have the ability to use and utilize, well, what are we doing with it? And are they just words, or do we really believe what we're saying? They have to come alive to us and mean something. Um, And that's why I love the word. And I love what he can do, and I love what he is doing, and there's so much more that I know he wants to do, not just in my life, but in the lives of believers. So I just wanted to share that. Anybody have anything? The, um, as you're talking about that, it reminded me of uh, yesterday and today I was playing um, the YouTube video, and it's one of those where they, they speak the word. It's a, a soaking. Mm-hmm. God is restoring. Mm-hmm. And it just ministered to me all day just listening to the word and how God is restoring. And uh, a part of it, the gentleman that's speaking says that you think that things are things look bad and they look like they're they're bad, but they're all part of God's plan of how He is building building up in you what He's placed in you anyway. Come on for the advancement of the kingdom. So every, even though things things have a way of appearing like they're not like they're bad, but He says mm-hmm. that all it causes all things to work together for good. Yes. Not some, all things. All things work together for good. For those who love God and mm-hmm. are the according to his purpose. So it blesses me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that scripture that goes right in hand with that is right over there in Genesis, I think, chapter 50, when Joseph, after everything he had gone through, he said, you meant it for evil. But God meant it for good that many people would be saved, right? I just pictured Demarie in that. The enemy meant that for bad, but a lot of people 
We're going to be saved as a result of this testimony, as a result of his life, as a result of your lives, as a result of our lives, as a result of our loved ones, as a result of God using our experiences for his glory, even our pain for his glory. But, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I keep on uh, hearing Demaria. <laughs> I keep hearing his voice, but I wanted to say when you were talking about um, what you know, just when we say things, and I'm going back to how powerful we don't get it, even when we're mm-hmm. like you said, when we're telling someone or not, because in this season it's like, and and and, and especially for me, because you know everybody know my mom made it too tomorrow. <laughs> Let me stop laughing, because <laughs> I mm-hmm. I gotta take her to an appointment that she just told me like I knew, but I'm learning. <laughs> To, to not let everything be out because I will, mm-hmm. seriously, mm-hmm. I can't function like that 24-7 because I, I hit my ears pop. I had my mammogram today. I heard somebody had one. Um, mm-hmm. I did that today because I've been putting off my stuff. You know what I mean? Because I get so yeah. caught up trying to keep her stuff together that I was behind all my stuff. <laughs> but mm-hmm. even in that, learning to watch my tone, my expression, mm-hmm. and it's not easy yeah, because I'm yeah. human. But even <laughs> in that, even in that, watching how it affects the younger people, like my children and their friends and even the young kids, really mm-hmm. matters. You know what I'm saying? And even when I didn't want to call and apologize to, to, to but now I'm not being funny. I didn't. You know, mm-hmm. the class didn't. But I, but this one I'm learning that it does matter in words. But that's that's why when we, the scripture is so powerful when it says to be slow to speak because we do so much damage with our mouths we don't even realize it. An apology sometimes is not enough. People are saying, right? "Yeah, I forgive you," but that mm-hmm. wound—that's why I was talking about the wounds we got. And, and and me too. I'm working on some things, but what I will say this. This whole experience, and I'm sure those who were actually at the a retirement party that we have for Demaria, <laughs> I know mm-hmm. I'm changed from it, forever changed because mm-hmm. I wasn't because I had already said I was like, damn, I'm not going in there because I wasn't going in the sanctuary. Where was I sitting? And even before <laughs> to have to even look at the viewing before anybody else did, so we had to do that. That was given to. That's not what I, I'm not. No, I wanted to be mm-hmm. out greeting. Feel me? So it's just the, it's just stuff that we have to do and grow, yeah. and it's a painful process. But listen, you know what I mean. It, oh, yeah. Okay, let me go on mute. I just wanted to say that as, as far as what we say, we really have to be mindful because you can't, you know, you can't apologize. Sometimes apologies don't work. Mm. And words kill. <laughs> Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and even over our lives, be careful what you're saying yourself as well. Even if it don't come out of your mouth, it's in your head. Here's a thought. Can I, I can I say this? And this doesn't. It's not meant to sound morbid or anything. But he looked really good. He looked really good. I've been to some funerals where I think, yeah. No, really. No, no. I'm so I'm so serious. That's what. Mm-hmm. That's when we went. You know, to see him before the the viewing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I was looking like okay, and 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 I'm I'm like you. I really expected him to say, "Auntie," you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. But I right, did. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. Whew, Jesus. Mm. Okay. It was actually all beautiful, right? It was that part of his rest and retirement. Just breathe and meditate. I love that part of the video. Just breathe and meditate. We'll call it prayer. He knew what it meant. <laughs> 
think on some things, right? <laughs> yeah. And he said, after you finish that, what a blessing. <laughs> yeah, I, I that 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 blessed me too. All right. Anybody else? Okay. Let's read a little bit more. Hello. I just joined the call. This is Juanita. I'm not home yet, so I just have to come on. (laughs) I I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know. I mean, I know you're talking about the funeral Mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah, it really was beautiful as far Mm -hmm. as. I didn't go up and view the body. Um, There's just a lot of emotions. I'm just, just, just trying to do what I needed to do. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. We weren't necessarily talking about that, but it came up based on the conversation we were having in the book. So, yeah. Glad you could join us even for a little while. <laughs> hey, ladies. Please. I just want to say hey. Hey, Tanya. Hey. Good to hear you. Anybody else want to say hey before we do a little more reading? All right. Anybody have any comments based on what we already read or maybe what was said? Okay. Um, Prosperous had to jump off, so she gets her like, good night to everybody. All right. Go. Well, let's read just a little bit, maybe to Jesus and offense. Say that again. Um, just finish up that pat, um, part until you get to the next heading. Okay, I will. The okay. Israelites whom the Lord called to be builders, rejected God's chief cornerstone, Jesus. They loved their teachings of the Old Testament. They were satisfied with their interpretation because they could be wielded, welded to their own benefit and used to control others. Jesus, on the other hand, challenged all the legalism they held so dear. He pleaded with them, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. John chapter 5, verse 39. They Mm. couldn't trust them. You still there? What happened? Sorry, I got an old janky phone. I have my left leg up in the air. <laughs> Go get some foil paper. <laughs> I got an old new phone, and it's still doing the same thing that the old one did. Good gracious. Anyway, they couldn't fathom the idea that from the beginning, God desired sons and daughters with whom he could have a relationship. They wanted to rule and reign. The law had risen above relationship in their eyes. They rejected what was freely given to them. They would rather have earned it. So the free gift of God, Jesus Christ, their hope of life and salvation became a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to them. Mm. And trying to put it their own way, they made it hard. 
and un, unattainable. Mm. And do we do that today? Yes, do ma'am. Do accept the grace of God? Do we keep looking back on what happened and keep feeling bad about what we didn't do or what we did do when God said, if we repent, right, as we have given that stuff to him, he remembers our sins no more as far as the east is from the west, right? Okay. He'll bring those charges. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, he'll no, bring no. those charges against us. Mm-hmm. And we got a problem forgiving. I, I don't even think forgiving ourselves is is a real thing because it's not, nowhere mentioned in the in the Bible, right? Right. He forgives us, and we accept the forgiveness, and we got to release ourselves from that torment and that bondage that keeps us bound, really in our minds, because it's just the way we see a thing, or the way we feel about a thing, or the way we think about a thing, which affects how we feel about a thing. So what do we do? We come into agreement with the truth of his word that whom the son sets free is free indeed. Mm-hmm. If anybody would try to keep you in bondage or take you back to slavery, you've been bought with a price that nobody else could pay but Jesus. No other sacrifice satisfied the penalty of death as which we deserved, but Jesus was the only one that could pay that price. So he bought us. Literally, that 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 translation is like um, a, a a person buying a slave off the chopping block. Purchased us, so if he purchased us, that means we belong to him. Yeah, we're not even of our own. And so, if he paid the price and said that it was finished and that settled the sin debt for us and God accepted that, who are we to keep bringing up that stuff and trying to remind him when he is choosing? It's not that he forgets. He chooses not to remember and hold it against us. Come on. Sometimes I have to talk to myself like that, right? The audacity, the nerve (laughs) to hold something against me when I asked for forgiveness, and I did repent for whatever it was. I've turned from it. And every now and then, that enemy will try to bring the offense against. And look, we've been acquitted. Facelessness, why are you trying to do double jeopardy? They don't even do it in the natural. You already went to court for that. How are they going to bring it up against you? They can't again. If that on free people, man, but it's more than just hearing it. Yeah. At some point, we got to really believe it. And therein lies the freedom. And then we start walking in that freedom, which is the obedience. Exactly what we're talking about. Any comments, anybody? And we got one little paragraph left. Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm. Go ahead, Glow. Simeon prophesied as he lifted the baby Jesus in his arms on the temp- in the temple. Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel. Luke chapter two, verse thirty-four. Notice the ri- the fall and rising. The one who has give who was given to bring peace to the world 
ended up bringing a sword of division to the ones to whom he was sent. Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. And life to those who were victimized by the builders, the ministers of that day. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> you say ministers of that day. We got some ministers this here day. Yeah. That will, yeah, kind of make you, if you're not careful, be bound. Okay. Excuse me, guys. All right. So, uh, unfortunately, it really does matter. Let's say fortunately. It really matters who we um, choose to sit up under and submit ourselves to um, the shepherd, the angel of house at a church or whatever, or a ministry, because they have in scripture the um, responsibility to watch over our souls, to pray over us, and that scripture. And and as we yield up under them, we are submitting to their teaching. So they're pouring into us. And um, you just want to be mindful of who you allow to pour into you and that you study so that you can know it's the truth and not just to take what they say as if it's the gospel truth because, you know, men are just men. And sometimes we get it wrong. And we can only give to the level of our understanding, except by Holy Spirit, right? So, it's a thought. Anybody have anything? Thank you, Glocke, for reading for us. Do you have anything to share? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I think it's disappointing, but... But notice the following, the one who was given, given to bring peace to the world ended up bringing a sword of division to the one mm-hmm. to whom he was sent. And Give the, life, from Deidre. Oh, and the life. So I'm rereading. What's the sword? Mm-hmm. So, so that's Jesus. They're talking about Jesus. Like the one who was given to bring peace. That's Jesus. Yeah. Right. To the mm-hmm. world ended up bringing a sort of division to the one to whom he was sent. Because he was sent to the Jews, right? Okay. Yeah, he was sent to the Jews, and they, um, he had a sword because they didn't believe, right? And they were very religious, and they were still in the law, and he came to set them free from the law, and they were having nothing to do with it, right? In fact, they were... Um, if you will, the ministers of that day, Sadducees, the Pharisees, right? They were responsible for having him crucified. And what he did was come with the truth, and they didn't want, quote, unquote, his truth as if he was not the Messiah they had been waiting on. And when he was telling people the truth, they were getting liberated, right? And it was causing a separation because they wanted to keep the people under their I would say yoke and their um them being bound. He didn't want them to be free from all those laws they had to keep six hundred plus. <laughs> so when Christ came to set those that were captive free and those that were bound to give them liberty, they were they were jealous for sure. But because he was coming in and you know wrecking their stuff, wrecking their religion, wrecking their church. 
Okay. Please do. Yeah, that was deep. Yeah, I got it. That's clear. Thank you for explaining that. And, and it's interesting, John Revere writes here, those who were victimized by the builders, the ministers of that day, they were there building upon what Peter had heard, right? So they were building some other stuff, too, all the extra stipulation, that man-made stuff, the man-made sacraments, the things that never were told, but because you had to keep this one law, then they added so many more to the one law that was given, Right. So people were being victimized and held in bondage to the law. So the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So as he came and died for us in the ascended spirit, we've been liberated. And that's why we don't have to go back and be held and bound by the law. But now we're under grace, but because we love him, love is demonstrated by obedience. So we don't take what he did for us for granted and take that as grace, we got a grace card to do whatever. Nope. So then if that's the case, and not paying attention to what he's commanded us to do, he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. And then we read about love being like a demonstration that we believe. Obedience being a demonstration of what we believe, basically. Anybody else? Anything? I want to say something on that. This is true. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's just funny how, you know, we're so quick to obey the laws of man. You know? <laughs> and we, mm-hmm. want to, we want to throw out the law of God. You know, I mean, the law of God is, you know, as far as the Ten Commandments, the moral law. Without the moral mm-hmm. law, we would definitely be, you know, God would have destroyed mm-hmm. the world a, a long mm-hmm. time again because we just can't keep the law. Without Christ, without you know, without the sacrifice that Christ made, you know, and well, allowing mm-hmm. a man. But it's so easy for man. We can get caught up in all these different religions that have you doing X, Y, Z, one, two, three, and we will keep it to mm-hmm. the left. Don't question it. My <laughs> mm-hmm. family and everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. when it comes to what. You know, just something that God tells us to do, and which is all the whole law is based upon love. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. And I seem to, uh, first of all, wrap our heads around that. It's just so easy. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just about believing. Like, if you believe in anything, like we all, whatever you truly believe in, you're going to stand on it. Nobody's going to be able to move you with that. They ain't going to be able right. to move you from that position. And you're going to mm-hmm. demonstrate that through your actions that this is what I believe and I'm not moving. Right? right. Towards yeah. more toward that than what you're saying. But, it, you know, it's just interesting how enemy has, you know, just weave this little web and make us think, oh, it's so hard. You know, <laughs> serve God. Because <laughs> so he's so like, he's, he's so controlling when really he's the enemy's the one that's controlling. He gets us all bound up in all ridiculous yeah. laws. I mean, like the church, you know, so many people have all this church hurt because of all these man-made laws, mm-hmm. you know, dress and everything else that can keep people from coming into the, that kept people from coming into the church. Now it's so open now, you can do anything. So it's almost like a yeah. social. <laughs> but then it was so restrictive, you know, and it was based mm-hmm. on man-made laws, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it. Yeah, 
which has kept people, you know, people have got church hurt and all this stuff, been out of mm-hmm. church all that time, thinking they can't come to the Lord unless they come packaged, mm-hmm. already packaged perfect. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is God? And it's such a lie. <laughs> it's such a you lie. Know, they weren't even, to the extent, a lot of them were not even living the laws that they put on people. People were having affairs, right? People were still fornicating, doing all kind of stuff, right? So it's really, um, all I can say is the grace of God that kept, like you said, kept him from wiping everything out again. Yeah, yeah, because the flood, although it's looking like almost like a flood again, but like I would never do it with a flood. But it's so funny because even we think about this country. You know, we on one on one side we're so pure and perfect. You know, you you know, but on the other side, you know, we're as far as sex trafficking, we're human oh, sex trafficking, pornography, we're the highest. But then yeah. you know, you like that guy with I'm not saying it was right what he did with the dog. You know, having the dog fight or whatever, he went to jail. You know, we, mm. we put creation or you know over. Um, over um, what, what no, I was saying, over human yeah, beings, you know, mm-hmm, right. and it's like we we're kind of trash, you know, when it comes to like this whole movement on the uh uh, uh what do you, you know we talk about when it, the, to save the trees and all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm, I mean, right? Like, and the PETA for the animals and yeah, you know, environmental but, stuff, yeah. Like you know, mm-hmm. we dying every day. At the hand of each other and other people, and you know mm-hmm. it's like nobody blinks the eye. life just goes on. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just another, another one bites the dust. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. just it's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. I just thought about that. Right, but God, the thing is, He told us, you know, the love of many will wax cold. He didn't just say the world. Period. Right? It's many. We're talking about believers as well, too. So yeah. we just got to be mindful that it's not us, right? That it's not us. Because as long as we have Holy Spirit in this world, there's going to be light. Um, I just want to have my light shine as bright as it can. And be mindful that sometimes I dim it is key. Yeah. Right? Yes. Key. You know, I was just talking about that yesterday at a prayer meeting. You know, it's like, you know, the question came up was, how, how am I showing up? Mm-hmm. Come on. Are we showing up, you know, every day, like, recognize that we are, we, we know our jobs are not our, we are on assignment. Every time we walk outside these doors, we're on assignment. Yeah. We're paid. Yeah, I may not feel like showing up a certain way. I might feel like, you know, feel really bad, you know what I'm saying, or, or frustrated. But I, I'd be asking God to give me the strength to show up with the light because the, the light is dimming, but I really feel like the spirit of God, if we are allowing him to, take root, we become the light. We're shining the light, you know, because the world, as the world is getting darker, you know, even the young people, they don't know what's right and what's wrong. They that's not, they don't know what that is unless it's, it's been demonstrated. You know, mm-hmm. it's not what you what you say, it's how you, it's how you move, you know. Right. And so yeah. you go up every day and, and, you know, and that's a kind of a dying to self. Forget your feelings today, you know, not, not forget them, because God's going to take care of you, right? But mm-hmm. that's a show for somebody else today. You got to show yeah. up. 
Right. <laughs> and it's not the easiest thing to do, but we do it, you know, the, the spirit, when he takes root, the spirit of God takes root, we do what we have to do. But it's mm-hmm. like constantly being mindful that, you know, sometimes you get where you don't feel like going to work and feel like wearing that smile, but it's like, you know, help me to show up, Lord, with that smile. Mm-hmm. Even right. the this morning, you know. Oh, and then, you know, the, the smile doesn't have to be artificial or trumped up or man-made, right, in our own strength, because that's when it becomes unauthentic or inauthentic or whatever. Um, it becomes not authentic, and it becomes the struggle and the strain and the stress to do it, right? Now, sometimes, I just heard, you got to offer up a sacrifice of praise, right? Because it becomes a little sacrifice because you don't feel it. You know he's worthy and deserves it. But no different than what Didi was saying a little bit earlier about, you know, four or five people in this last month or a short time period, you know, going going on the glory or transitioning, right? Um, and then she could still laugh at the little little bitty baby doing graffiti on the wall. <laughs> And signing his name <laughs> and then having to clean it off with a, you know, magic eraser. But he decided he wouldn't go to that last letter because somebody else did that, right? They so deep in thought. They so they could teach us some things. But, but being able to laugh at that in the midst of all the grief. So I remember a while ago I did a declaration, and it was called um, These Are the Best of Times and the Worst of Times. And I keep thinking about that, that, that declaration because it's so real that sometimes you get to smile through your tears. Come on, get a visual. You get to smile through your tears, and what it is is even in the midst of sorrow, there still is joy to be found. And if we allow it and don't close off to, which is kind of what they were talking about this morning about making an altar in that place of grief, when you do that, it's really hard to recognize those God moments and those opportunities that he will give us to smile if we stay open to them. Because grief can cause us to close off everything and shut down, right? And it has everything to do with our heart condition. That wall we build up trying to protect ourselves will keep out good as well. It'll cause us to miss those moments when we get those I like to call God moments or those God winks or, you know, those those things that make you go, thank you, God, just for that. No different than the sun shining through the rain. <laughs> they used to say the devil was beating his wife. No, God was just reminding us, especially when you see that rainbow, don't worry. I know the flood waters might be rising, but I'm not going to destroy the earth again like this. I got a promise attached to that. So what promise do you have attached to whatever it is in life that you're looking at, dealing with, facing? Hmm. Beautiful question. Mm-hmm. But God. Thank you, Juliet, for sharing. Anybody else want to share? I wanted to... Um... Speak on what you guys were speaking on as far as, um, you know, the pains. Well, what did Julia say? As far as sometimes just feeling like not showing up and then mm-hmm. being at the same time being grateful and being mm-hmm. thankful, you know, that you able to show up basically and to yeah. um, 
you know, when you wake up in the morning, all my my saying is life jump you. And once you start getting jumped with, with I got to pay this, I got to do this, I got to go here, I got to do that. Life starts, you know, jumping on you, then you have to stop again and be grateful for life, you know, and, and then revert it and start praying and thanking God. And, you know, my saying is pray up, build up, then dress up. So once you pray, once you build yourself up, then you thankful and then you now you're looking at life like the sun is shining the trees is out it rather it's raining a lot then you turn the whole spirit but when you initially wake up you're thinking about this whole world and everything that's going on in it but once mm-hmm. you build yourself up you know pray yourself up and build yourself up then get dressed and know that you got another day and and as long as he gave you another day then you're going to smile and you're going to be joyous and you're going to be grateful and you're going to be thankful. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's sometimes it can get, you know, where you like, I ain't going nowhere today. I don't want to do all that. <laughs> you know? But then, so, like you say, but it is another day and I'm going to be grateful that he gave it to me. So, Amen. Yeah. On, yes. I want to say a couple of things right on that because we don't have to wake up with the cares of the world on our shoulder. So a couple of things. One thing for sure is I would challenge you, if that's what you're doing, and I'm not sure if it is, how you're waking up, what are you going to sleep with, right? What's on your mind when you go to sleep? Because our bodies are really funny, right? What's on our mind, what we're thinking about, begins the thing that might be dealing with us in our subconscious, and we're asleep, we don't know, right? And unless you dream and remember your dreams, and we all do dream, but most of us don't remember our dreams, right? It's a way of communicating to you, settling the matter, whatever it is, whether it's one, you know, whatever it might be, everything's going to be okay, however it is. But what we go to sleep thinking about oftentimes will be the thing we wake up thinking about, right? So changing, like Gloria was talking about, and I do it oftentimes, um, most of the time I'll just turn off the TV when I go to bed. But I like to go to YouTube. Most smart t- TVs can do that. If you can't do it on your TV, do it on your phone because they have a black screen on it or whatever. Um, with the YouTube as well, but some soaking scriptures. And so when I wake up and I have to go to the bathroom or I just wake up, I tune into my surroundings, meaning I'm present in this present world, conscious, right? And the first thing I hear is scriptures being read. So anything that might try to enter in my mind, it's 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 stopped, if you will. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm like you. Yeah, I stay yeah. dwelling. So, yeah, I, but I was just speaking on what you guys were speaking on, as far as oh, that, okay. not me per se. <laughs> no, okay. I don't. Yeah, yeah I'm okay, like, cause we don't have to wake, I wake up, up like to. That. Yeah, I, I, you know, I start church at three, four in the morning. So yeah, I'm with you <laughs> on that. But I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, um, just the fact that sometimes when Juju said sometimes, you know, you don't want to smile, you don't want to have to present yourself like that, you know, and I mean, you, it's not like it don't go through your head during the day, but then of course we, we, we cast it down with the word of God and prayer and, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. And every time I say, I ain't going to church today, knowing I'm doggone well, I got responsibilities, right? So I show up, that'd be the best service, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes when we don't feel like doing something, even in right. the press, we get to see 
okay, I had to be here for this moment, right? And a lot of times the enemy will want to stop us. So if that wasn't for you, it was for somebody else. So somebody's waking up in the morning dreading the day, right, because of what they've been thinking about all night and what's been weighing on them. And so a good way to combat that is what I said with that 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 either soaking music or the scriptures or whatever. Um, and if you don't do it on your TV, you can do it on your phone. Um, and then another thing is um, being mindful that, you know, we're going to have those opportunities. And so I, I thought about the armor of God. Um, I think somebody and I was talking about it. And when he tells us to put it on, put on the whole armor of God, we just assume like in the morning we got to put it on, right? But what if you never take it off? <laughs> and you just get up in the morning and adjust it because you make sure it's all right and nothing got shifted during the night. Right? So he never told us to really take it off, and he told us to put on the whole armor of God. Right? So, again, we normally think in the morning when you get up, that's the, the clothes we're going to put on is the armor of God. Well, I was thinking, well, well I got to take it off. I mean, because people got night terrors. People get attacked in their sleep. People get, you know, stuff be going on. And so I'm going to keep on my stuff. And when I get up, just make sure my helmet is right, my helmet of salvation, just doing a check, make sure my breastplate is on and still tight, didn't loosen up during the night. That's those fiery darts that keep coming against me and trying to attack my face, right? They can't penetrate. <laughs> so I was just thinking about that. Um, and then thinking about, too, to the extent of the first thing when you get up before you start thinking, like you said, Tanya, you you pray, right? You had your cute saying about getting built up, prayed up, and doing something else. That prayer right there is the thing before you get too much time to think about how bad things are going to be and what you got to face at the workplace and all that stuff, declaring this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That scripture is real, right? Because this is the day that I've never seen before. So if I go into it dreading it, then I'm prophesying and speaking and pulling forth the negative. We have that ability. We have those abilities to speak those things that be not as though they were, right? We do. We have creative form and ability. We were created in his image. We're ensnared by the words that come out of our mouths, even the words we're thinking because it affects our heart and our behavior, right? So if we get up declaring that, and this is anybody that's having any issues with getting up in the morning and dreading their day, don't give in to, oh, it's Monday, right? Don't give in to that because we don't realize what it's doing to us internally and in our mind, our psyche, right? So I'm really mindful of even the little things sometimes. Like somebody said, ooh, you lucky. Oh, no, 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 ma'am. I, I, I don't believe in luck, and I don't get correct them like that, but I might just come back and say, ooh, luck ain't got nothing to do with my life, and I say that so much. <laughs> luck ain't got nothing to do with You know, serious. a lot of times you're dealing with, like, we are on this call, and we dwell on them, mm-hmm. but this is not life. It's not the people you face every day. It's not the people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I say, see what 30% of the people sit in my chair is not spiritual like that. They get it when they mm-hmm. sit in but my chair. You know what I mean? Right. You, they, they, when they I, when I'm praying church in my chair, when I'm doing it. So mm-hmm. that's when they get it. Mm-hmm. So most people, yeah. not most, I'm not going to say most because, you know, the people we dwell with would, is sitting in the work, but a lot of people is mm-hmm. not. So then people are dealing with life on the regular and 
and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So you have to right. um, remember that, and then you have to deal with them because if they in a bad attitude and stuff, and then you got to learn because you know I'm from the street, so I buck sometime, and they have to come back and go in the bathroom. Like, okay, Tanya, come on now. So Tanya, that's she the whole thing. Room. That's what we're talking about. That's the whole thing, though, right there, Tanya. That's what we're talking about. Us. I'm not talking about them or nobody else, and even some. But I mean, we have to deal with them, though. But we have to deal with them. Right, but that's the thing. That's why we're built up, right? Because we're going to be responsible, regardless of how they treat us or how they come at us. We're still going to have to give an account for our response or our reaction. So that's the point of us being built up, right? And And here's another thing, and we talked about this earlier too. I'm still reacting. But listen, Tanya, that's on you. That's your choice. Cool, mm-hmm. that's cool. If that's what you do, that's good, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm telling no, you, no. But I mean, I'm gonna still go in the bathroom, like I said. I'm gonna go in the bathroom <laughs> and come back together. But at the same time, it may be an instant reaction. You know, only any action gonna cause a reaction. Can I tell <laughs> you that we're seeing you coming out of you, sis? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying because all of us, it. I know you know you've grown. You don't pop off like you used to. I, I I'm just saying. I don't. Let me just talk about me. I don't pop off like I used to because of what's being poured on the inside of me, right? And right. being very intentional right. about intentional about being changed, because that's where we're all at. Now some grow and go um, faster than others, but the whole thing is we're being conformed to the image of His Son and being transformed. So it's no longer I. You came on a little bit later, but all this really does come up to this point of us being bought off the chopping block by Christ, and we're no longer our own. And everything has to do with the obedience. Not that we're not going to do some stuff, but we should be doing less than what we're doing. Otherwise, why are we learning? We're learning and growing so that we can become more like him, right? And, and I know you are, but I'm just saying this. I'm just responding to what you're saying, right? Because this is what we just finished talking about. So even in that, when our lights are dimmed, whether we do it, truth is we do it. People really don't have the power to do it. We have a decision to make how we're going to react to whatever comes to us. And oftentimes things keep coming to us because he wants to keep purging and pruning us in that area, right? He does. He allows those things so that we can continue to see ourselves so we can see where we need to be on our face and in his face about so that he can move those things that are causing a little dross and causing us the stuff that would be sin that's a keep that easily so easily keeps besetting us or causing us to have some setbacks, which affects our minds, right? So going back to the initial thing talking about even in the morning and getting up and even though we can't command our mornings as we thought because he was really God was asking Job uh, kind of a rhetorical question. Where were you when I commanded this morning? So I can get up and say, I command you morning to line up with everything God's already commanded for my life, right? And so that is the whole point of, if you will, putting on or keeping on or straightening up that armor, because we're going to have darts. We're going to have people that are going to attack us and that will come against us, but it's really not against us. It's coming after our faith. But some of those people are tests. They're agitators and they're necessary, just like Judas is necessary. For Jesus, everything works together for our good. And it really has everything to do with how we see it. And I'm not responsible for them coming. 
to some stuff he allows to come to make me better. The trying of my faith produces patience, patience, experience, experience, hope, and then therefore the love of God not being shed abroad. I'm being shed abroad in my heart, right? And then the trying of our faith has a way of strengthening our faith. Every opportunity is another opportunity to learn and grow, and we blow it. We do. I do. I do. Sound like I don't, but I do. <laughs> I know the truth, right? I do. But it's an opportunity yes. for me to say, hey, God, I need to work on that. I need to work on that because my attitude get on my nerves sometimes. Can I say that? And that's when I know I no, need to go. I, I agree with you. Um, I can. You know, hi, how are you doing? Um, I, I agree with you a thousand percent because it's all about how we start the day and, um, you know, just release it to God and, you know, make um, um, affirm, you know, to God what, what we are declaring um, that he will do in our lives each day. And, and it doesn't happen all the time. And like you said, it comes to test us and to try us. Um, you know, the other day I had to call you and work through some stuff I was going through because I was just like, wait a minute, is this me? What's going on? You know, um, and you had to get me straight, you know, but that's what I love about, you know, us as sisters, you know, we can come to one another, we can pray with one another, we can help each other work things out that we're, you know, ways we're feeling um, because that's what the enemy does. But like you said, it's always working out for our good. And, yeah. you know, whether it's an area in my life I had to really submit and surrender to God, um, mm-hmm. or if it was, you know, something that I just had to, you know, work out in my own soul um, mm-hmm. to get peace and not have it, you know, burden me the rest of the day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it, it is something that if we start in the morning, you know, then it begins to command the day and how how uh, we desire um, uh, God to work that thing out throughout the day. You know, how we're surrendering to him at the beginning of the day and yielding to him from the very beginning of the day to just be in charge, be in control, and allow us to, to submit to um, mm-hmm. his That's will good. in our lives for that day. Lisa? Yeah, yeah go that ahead. goes back to this scripture that I, I don't know, Mom, heavy on this <laughs> scripture down here. The one who is given to bring peace to the world, but ended up bringing a sword of division to the mm-hmm. one he was sent. So just like we're talking about, we go back when we're out of our peace, when something has taken us out of our peace. We mm-hmm. go back. We know to go back and to get find God's peace again and to, to ask him. But then mm-hmm. there's some, and I'm on this sort of division, because there's some who don't see, hear, understand, and mm-hmm. just that, and just, or divide, you know, and go further away. Mm-hmm. And, and where am I at with that? Because this is... I don't know if it's mind blowing or I'm just boggled with this. Um, I, maybe it's something I'm going through right now, and I, I'm just mm-hmm. boggled by the division that it was set. And it's like you see the good, 
peaceful. You know, everything has been good. But but the divide, but you choose to go your your own way and mm-hmm. um, and wait till something goes wrong to come back. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? To get that Absolutely. peace because now you're so yeah. far away and you don't have <laughs> peace and your peace is not gone and then you make that turn. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's where I, that's that toward a division. Yeah, and it's not really a matter of us choosing you, it wasn't for that, our day. Yeah, I was just, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, going off what you said. Yeah, I was just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that I'm releasing it to God. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah, I think it is an opportunity, right? Um, but, but what I keep hearing you say, Deidre, is you thinking yeah. about it, right? I'm thinking about it. Everybody, please hear me. Mm-hmm. We we read the book. I want to go back and read it again, but I'm going to read it for myself, right? Everything has everything to do with how we're thinking. And we have the ability to control those thoughts, right? We have the ability to really exercise. Go back and read it. Second Corinthians, I'm not even going to quote it. Second Corinthians 10 and 5. We have the ability because he said we do. So I just believe it. If he said it, I believe it. For me, that's settles it doesn't make it easy but it keeps me going back to God you said and he's the only person I know that's not a liar the only one I know that's not a liar right so I see the manifestation of stuff in my life that could really have me thrown off but because I choose we talk about everything the decision right to find the word to settle the matter for me right and that that scripture has been such a staple, right? Such a foundation, such a rock. And for me, you can't tell me it doesn't work. The word works when we work the word, right? You can't tell me it doesn't work. Now, does it always work out the way I want? No, but I'm convinced of the fact that it's working out for my good. Even when I don't understand it and it doesn't look like it. So we got to be mindful and think about what we're thinking about. I heard that this morning in the shower or yesterday evening, whatever. I'll take the showers in the morning. Think about what we're thinking about. And what we think about the most becomes the thing that's prevalent and that weighs on us. If we're thinking about joy, then the weight is light. If we're thinking about peace, the weight is lighter, right? But if we're thinking about everything that's happening and everything that has happened, it's the weight that we weren't created to carry. He said, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Take my yoke upon me and upon, yeah, take my yoke, his yoke upon us and learn of him. For his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. So we can literally exchange those things that weigh us down in our mind, then our soul and our spirit and they get to our heart. We can take those things really and lay them down at his feet and pick up his stuff. Well, what are his burdens, right? Caring about the, it's about people, it's about relationship, it's about love. We got enough to do with that. What's the first commandment? Love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The second is like unto it, love our neighbors as ourselves. On those two laws, those very two things, hang all the laws and the prophets. So all those other 600 that they had to do in the Old Testament that Jesus came to fulfill and set us free for, we got two things to do. Everything else hinges upon our ability to love him and love other people. All the other stuff, can I just say, are distractions. I know they seem real and they're in life, but it's not going to matter in eternity. How we live this life and how we love, how we love him, 
Uh, we're obedient to what he said. None of the other stuff matters. None of the offense, none of how they're coming at us, not how they've attacked us, not how they're talking about us, not how they're crazy and taking it out on us, not how they're hurt and broken and taking it out on us. He wants to know how we're going to handle it because he brought them to us because everything we've been learning how to do and deal with. And when we fail, it just shows us we got some work to do. That's all. We got work to do. That's real deep. If if we would grab hold to that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about what you're thinking about. I promise you, everybody, that's a challenge for all of us this week. So think about what we're thinking about, and you'll find yourself when you're not even thinking to think, you'll catch what you're thinking about and what's in your mind. And if you have to, write it down. And write down uh, two lines, right, a line in the middle of the paper, uh, uh, what's positive and what's negative, and see what kind of thoughts keep coming in your um, mind without being intentional about even thinking. And then we can be intentional about thinking if we need to change the channel, right? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. As a man thinks in his heart, um, so is he. Whatever we're thinking about, if we're thinking about and we notice it that it's negative, what are we thinking about? Think about it. Then that's affecting us and we don't even know it. That's affecting our heart. And it's also affecting our interactions with people. No matter how much we try to cover it up and put perfume on it and makeup over it, it's still showing up underneath. So that's an exercise if you should decide to join me. I got to catch my stuff. I'm telling you, I'm very much aware of thoughts that come into my head and I say, shut up. (laughs) That's part of me casting it down and changing the channel and not dwelling on something that's negative or stupid or cynical or critical or judgmental. Don't do that. I know I'm not the only one, but many people are not aware of how they let thoughts just run amok, (laughs) run crazy in our minds. And then we wonder why we can't concentrate, focus, got stuff distracted, just real, it's real. Anybody, any comments before we close? In the Bible, I went to the Bible and it said thoughts instead of what the book said, what you just said. Because mm-hmm. it revealed the thought that was in their heart. It's mm-hmm. just so that it be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thought of your heart will be revealed and a sword yeah. will pierce your own soul too. Mm-hmm. I've it at 35. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And you know, God's looking constantly at our hearts. He's not looking at the stress of stuff we got on the external. Yeah. Um, when you think about what you're thinking about, right, um, it's going to come out of our mouth at some point, probably at the most inopportune time. I want to give you a scripture reference for um, this. I got to look it up because I don't remember where it's at. <laughs> I think it's a proverb. Yeah. 
what is a snare? Yeah, Proverbs, Proverbs 6 and 2. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Right? We forget how powerful we are to speak those things. Some that be not into existence. I said that earlier. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. We said that earlier about when Didi was talking about watching what you're saying. Right? This stuff is real. It's real. We forget we're spiritual beings having a natural experience living in this body. But we're spirit beings. We are. One day the spirit going back to God to give an account for everything, every deed done in this flesh, every word we said, every T that's been crossed and I that's been dotted. So if we're thinking about that, we've got enough to do to be concerned with ourselves. <laughs> no, I've got enough to do with being watching me. <laughs> and reminding myself, Lisa, you get yourself together by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the beautiful thing. We don't have to do it on our own. It's a yielding to him to do it in and through us. But I'm very confident of this one thing. This is the last thing I'll say. I love the word. Philippians 1 and 6. I'm confident of this one thing. He that began a good work in me, he shall perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. He ain't done with me yet. <laughs> but I'm confident that he's going to complete what he started. Yeah. All right. Um, anybody, anything? I know a few people have been mute and working and um, praying for you all. Um, I had somebody in mind. But, Juliet, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you close us in prayer, please? <laughs> sure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, is Dee Dee still online? I don't know. Dee Dee, are you still on? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. Oh, you you on my spirit, lady. Um, I wanted I have this song I want to sing. I mean, it's for beneficial to everybody, but particularly you, Dee Dee. For some reason, the Lord wanted me to sing this song to you. Um, this is a song the Lord gave to me some years ago, and all of a sudden I just started singing it to myself earlier. So now <laughs> I want to share it with you, if that's okay, before we pray. It is. All right. Hold on a second. Before you share that, um, I just want to call out the prayer request that came earlier and see if anybody has any more. So um, Deidre was concerned about her aunt um, that had um, esophageal or throat surgery. Um, And so she hasn't, I don't know if she's heard yet, but it's probably been longer than what they anticipated for it to be, whether it got pushed back or not. Um, Brianna has an auntie who um, has COVID, and her um, daughter, the daughter of the one that has COVID, has, um, I think, sickle cell. And so um, I'm sure both of them, both are concerned about each other. So I want to keep them lifted up. Not that you have to call out all this, Juliet. I just want this to be put out there and on our hearts. So when God would wake us up at 3 or 4, whatever time your time is, that we would remember and that we would call this stuff out. If God would bring it back to our remembrance, we want to pray for a glorious daughter, um, tore a ligament in her knee, and just been stressed out at work, Shay. Um, and then for Bubbly, we want to lift up Bubbly. Um, she's in the hospital in Las Vegas. And we just want God to to um, do what what only He can do in her situation. Um, praying for the Brown family, for Loss and Smith family as well, and little Ace that he 
um, becomes an artist. <laughs> He's doing graffiti. <laughs> um, I think I caught all of them. Of course, Prosperous and her job, her mom. Um, and um, uh, I had um, text you a request. Um, the Lord has laid it on my heart to pray for the young lady this morning okay. on the mm-hmm. call. The new caller, I think her name was Cindy. Yes, mm-hmm. Cindy. Mm-hmm. Got that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to add her. She's the one that, that has been through a lot. And uh, I can't even imagine, right? So devastating things happen, but not but. And um, if what we're doing isn't helping and we want help because we don't want to stay where we are there's some some things we can do and um just being her getting on the call as soon as the call dropped i wanted to tell her that i loved her right so we know it was the enemy interfering the call just dropped out of nowhere shell said she didn't do it <laughs> it just dropped out of nowhere because i, I know, know that was crazy yeah other people would have you know definitely said that and she would have felt love and i think that's what she might be missing who knows can you yeah. imagine what she's going through right so rightfully so she's got reason to be upset but do you let that fuel you or do you let that kind of send you in another direction and so i'm I'm glad she's calling in i hope she continues to call in so we do pray for yeah. her strength um strengthen her mind especially right because that's where the battlefield is and here we go again. Think about what we're thinking because it will send us in one or two directions. It will determine the direction that we go into, how we think. Yeah. And listen to this. Even if we go in the direction where we're positive and believing God and death should come upon, wouldn't we rather be found facing him, believing? I don't know. This is a thought. Wouldn't you rather be found in faith? There's a scripture that talks about it when it came back and in faith. Didn't believe what he had said. That was possible. Okay. Um, can you guys also lift up the Dossman family? Um uh, they lost yeah, Dossman, D O S S M A N. They lost oh. their son. Wow. Lots of young people. Mm, okay. All right. Uh, any more prayer requests? Uh, before I... Okay, I'm going to go ahead on with it. Thank you. Okay. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Lo, I'm with you always. My yoke is easy and my burden is so light. I send my spirit as your comfort and my word to steer you right. Cast your cares on me, cast your cares on me, and the truth will set you free. Cast your cares on me, cast your 
cares on me. Soon this life will pass away, but if you're right, you will live eternally. My hands are not shortened, nor my ears too small. I hear your faintest prayer. I hear you when you call. I am your shelter. I provide when you most need. I am always by your side. Though my ways you cannot see, cast your cares on me. Cast your cares on me. And the truth will set you free. Catch your cares on me. Catch your cares on me. Soon this life will pass away. But if you're right, you will live eternally. My peace, I give unto you. I want to share my love. And prove my love is true. Your pain, I want to take away. All you have to do is to trust and obey. Cast your cares on me. Cast your cares on me. And the truth will set. You free will set you free. Cast your cares on me. Cast your cares on me. Soon this life will pass away. But if you're right, you will live eternally. You will live eternally. You will live eternally. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you and just praise you, Lord. You tell us to cast our cares on you. Why? Because you care for us. You said you never leave us nor forsake us, that you will always be there. We thank you, Lord, for being our very present help in time of trouble. We thank you, Lord, for being that joy that cometh in the morning. We thank you for being that... Fire, wall, wall of fire by night and, and the pillar of cloud by day. Lord, we thank you and praise you, Lord, for being our comfort and our joy. We thank you, Lord, for even being that burden bearer, Lord. When we feel like we can't take another step, I thank you for being the lift of our soul. Lord, I thank you for carrying us over the threshold of our painful moments, Lord. I thank you for being the footprints in the sand. God, we just want to bless your holy name. Because we know without you, we are nothing and can do nothing. But we know with you, you said all things are possible. We can do the impossible because we have you on our side. Lord, I thank you for, for being our covering, Lord, when we need covering, Lord. Thank you for being our protector, Lord, as we go to and fro. I thank you for your love, Lord. 
It's unspeakable because we can't even count the many ways you bless us. We can't even count the many ways you love upon us, Lord. And we and still, Lord, even even in our sometimes in our our, our uh, times of, of disbelief or frustration, you know, pity parties, whatever we go on through, Lord, you you still you're still there waiting and still present with us. You're still, you know, following up our tears. You're even taking our fits of rage, Lord, and you're taking note, notice of all the things that cause us pain. I just want to thank you, Lord. I ask that you be with each woman on this line. You know, every care that we have, Father God, you know, the concerns that we have, you know, the desires that we have. Most of all, Lord, we want our desires to line up with you, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that your word says that you're perfecting that which concerns us, Lord. So thank you, Lord, for for perfecting, Lord, um, our walk with you, Lord. And Lord, allowing us, helping us to shine the light, Lord, in our in our families, to shine the lights in our community, to shine the light at our job, Lord. And Lord, even when we can't even fake a smile, Lord, that somehow that light shines and they see a smile and are drawn to you, Lord. I ask you to be with all of the, the you know, our family members, Lord, those that are sick and shut in, Father God. You are their keeper. You are their maker. You are their sustainer, and you are their healer. And so I thank you, Lord, for healing them, Lord, mind, body, soul, and spirit, Lord. I thank you for blessing each person, Lord, being with our children, being with our mates, being with our siblings and our extended family members, Lord. I thank you for helping us to be restorers of the breach, repairs of the breach, Lord. And so, Lord, I ask that you be with each one of us. Please forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings, Lord. For those of us that, you know, have a have a, a spirit of doubt, Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief, Father God. I ask, Lord, that you continue to, you know, chisel away the stony heart out of our flesh and give us a, a heart of flesh and, you know, heart of compassion and love, Father God. And, Lord, I ask that you continue to create in us all a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, Father God. Some of us don't even know what that right spirit is. We're moving in that direction, but help us, Lord, to be patient with the process. As you're patient with us, let us be patient with ourselves, Father God, and let you do what you need to do. Give us the strength to give you the will of our souls and, you know, drive us to where you where you, where, where you already pre, or pre, predestined us to be. Lord, I just want to thank you, and I just want to glorify you and praise you, Lord, and just lift you up and thank you, God, for this opportunity to be able to to spend time with my sisters, Lord, and for us to continue to break the bread together and, and dine together in your word. And I pray that each one of us that have sat here today go away filled and not just stuff ourselves but to give it to somebody else. So I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name for all your many blessings. Amen. Amen. Cash cares on this beautiful song. Thank you for your prayer and this glorious. Thank you for reading if you're still there. Um, love you all to life. We'll talk in the morning if the Lord says the same. If not, next Thursday. Love you. Thank you, Juju. That was a blessing. That blessed my soul. 
Cast your cares on me. Ooh, that was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Love you for that. Love yes. you, lady. To God be the glory. Amen. Yeah. Love you, God. Sleep well. <laughs> Giving hope, walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching light, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God.